I'm Litecoin Moses. This is Dollar Cost Crypto. I'm here with the Block Runners. What's up, you guys? What's up, man? Man, appreciate you. So, uh, so what what do you think of Decentraland so far? I really like it. It's just it's a little glitchy right now. <laughs> it's a little yeah. laggy because I, I'm. That's just. I mean, that's good. That means a lot of people are, are going on it right now. That's what yeah. we want. So, like, uh, tell me a little bit about your like. I mean, I'm not trying to interview or nothing, but yeah, I, I want to get to that's know fun. you a little bit better. What's your background? Like, yeah, are you like a crypto bag holder like the rest of us, or what? Oh, I've been a crypto bag holder for quite a while. Like, um, yeah, I would I would say probably like April of 2017. Where I seriously started buying, dude. That's and, like right around exactly when I hopped. Yeah, in. exactly. Yeah, it was it was around my birthday. I, uh, my birthday's in April, and uh, um, I just remember like hearing about it. I was like, "What the hell was this?" And it was the. Do, do you know? Uh, do you watch a lot of like financial videos on YouTube? I'm guessing you probably do, right? Like uh, financial, like like financial stock, like stock, like stock, uh, stock guys. Like there's this guy called uh, Jeremy from the Financial uh, Education Show. Okay, I never heard of that one, but I do watch some of those. I, I keep up on some of those. Yeah, he's he's just a big stock guy, and he just kept shitting on fucking crypto the entire. I mean, for the whole I mean, every other. I mean, not every other video, but let's just say once a week he'd just be like, "Well, their Bitcoin's starting to go up again," but hey, you guys, I wouldn't go into it. And eventually, once I heard it go above three thousand, I was like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" So yeah. I'd go downloaded Coinbase, and then you know got into that whole thing. But I mean, I had heard about Bitcoin uh, way before that. Cool. Uh, yeah, me and my buddies, we ended up buying some Bitcoin early on um, at a, how much was it? Maybe, maybe, maybe like, I, I'm not sure on the exact price on it, but it was probably somewhere between 4 to $8. What? Yeah. Bitcoin, yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, we we bought some. Yeah, but it was just I we just threw a couple hundred bucks in there. We Dude, bought some. Oh Ass load of bitcoins, man. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, no, hope- we didn't. We sold it all, dude. We we yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. No, no. If I, st- I mean, shit. I'd still, oh, I'd still tell you guys, but like, uh, what ended up happening is that at the time I was very um, technologically inept. I didn't even know how to use a computer outside of maybe World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Um, I was telling my we, we saw we saw an article on Vice about um, what's called the uh, the Silk Road and how to buy drugs mm. and everything. And I was like, "What the fuck? I can't believe this shit!" So I so, so me and my so me and my brother just put like a two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks together, and we bought some. Right? Um, he bought what? he bought it on drugs, Bitcoin, 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 <laughs> Bitcoin. No, no. But once we figured out it was it was okay. too sketchy, man. We were going to do this, but we had the Bitcoin, and yeah. within a couple weeks of that, it ended up going up a lot. And we just sold it, and and basically what we did with the money is we just bought Coachella tickets. <laughs> oh man, <nice. laughs> yeah, Dude, that's was... an expensive ticket, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and after after yeah. that, um, I just didn't. I mean, I just didn't care, dude. At the time, we were just partying. I mean, we were just how old are I? Probably. Um, yeah. 18, I mean, anywhere 18, 19, probably around that time. And um, yeah, it was just after that, I just didn't hear about it until um, I had heard it crashed from a thousand probably down. And then after that, I just completely forgot about it. I thought it just disappeared because I heard, I mean, everyone knows it, it hit a thousand and it crashed below, you know, a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And it was just, everyone thought it was dead. And then um, I was just in the stock mode, you know, just investing in stocks and to places like robin hood and then you know like uh td ameritrade and um eventually i ended up um through all these because i was really always connected into podcasts into financial podcasts and um, youtube channels and stuff so i started following jeremy and then he just kept mentioning oh yeah bitcoin yeah i remember that and then i was like and then eventually i just he, he just kept mentioning it that one day he's like wait 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 wait, what am i doing here 
I know I know about Bitcoin. And then I go check out the Coinbase app because it, that's kind of where most people were buying it in the U.S. at the time. And then hopped in. You know, I sold all my stocks and went into crypto. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's the biggest thing. Like trying to explain this type of like this whole entire space, I guess, to people who aren't either interested in it or they just have no exposure to it. Like I remember in 2017, I used to be a, a car dealer and I had a really? mechanic. Yeah, okay. yeah. I had a mechanic, you know, I was just talking to him about Bitcoin one day and I was like, dude, you, well, not, you know, he's an older guy. Mm-hmm. I told him to buy Bitcoin like around 2000 or something and he was going to do it, but he he kind of like, uh, what's the word? Consulted with his financial advisor and his <laughs> advisor told him, don't do it. Whatever you do, don't buy these Bitcoins. It's funny money. It's bullshit. Yeah. And then, yeah, he missed out on like a nice little 10x run up, right? And ever since yeah. then, he it. So that's Got the big obstacle. I mean, how do yeah, you... Yeah, but he ended up buying more, right? Well, yeah, like towards the top. You know, oh, I see. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. I mean, that's that's yeah, the biggest thing, man. Like, right now, we're kind of going through a similar cycle, cycle. Yeah, yeah, where it's like everyone's doubting it who bought at the top previously, but the people who are buying right now are, yeah, I, I mean, I'm in the camp, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm in the small camp right now of people that so most people that, uh, that are you know, that are on the hype train for the happening. Bitcoin yeah. are on the train that's going to hit 14,000 because that's the last top, right? But honestly, me, I'm on the small train of like it's going to hit 20k for the happening. It's just it's 20k. I, I that's my prediction. It's going to hit for the happening, and then we're going to get a crash down probably to 9k, maybe mm. 8k, and then we'll go back to 12, and then bull market commence, we'll slowly start ramping back up, and. The reason I think this is because we need uh, so the market needs a reason for the sell-off. So if if because uh, I'm really deeply connected into the uh, to the Litecoin community, so I was I was on the whole Litecoin train from twenty two dollars all the way to one hundred and forty dollars for the happening cycle. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for and for, for that, what happened with that was is that you know it was a hype cycle, hype cycle. It basically was kind of like buy the rumor, sell the news, essentially. So for that, right before the the day, right, we hit one hundred and forty dollars, one hundred forty five dollars, and then bam it just smashed all the way down to 40 bucks yeah and then we've been slowly you know going back up right but at the time during that happening cycle we litecoin was the highly the most basically the best coin to have been invested in during that time during 2019 until right until right after it crashed it crashed a little bit um after um the happening maybe a day or two afterwards it's it stuck around in the hundreds for a bit and then it just kept going down after that when was Litecoin's happening? It was like September or something like that, or no? It was in uh, uh, August. It was in August. 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 Tw- yeah. August twenty first or something. By the end of August, it was already in like in the eighties or so, and it just kept going down from there. Yeah. And then it, it was a good opportunity. I, been, I managed to buy Litecoin again at thirty dollars, and then it just stayed right. at forty for a while. Damn, um, that's good. Yeah, it peaked. Bags. It peaked right before the happening, and then it crashed. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, you're so, expecting like history to repeat, like you yeah, know, so, roughly to repeat itself. Yeah. But like, so that's so that's one of the reasons why I believe that's going to happen with Bitcoin. But on the other side, right? So there's a lot of people like the, your friend that's a mechanic and everything that bought Bitcoin at eighteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. twenty thousand dollars. There's actually not that many people that bought at twenty thousand. That's kind of mm-hmm. it was only at twenty thousand for a bit on mm-hmm. some exchanges, right? Most people bought 18, 18K is really the magic number. But um, what's going to happen is that when it, it's going to hit 20K, right? Let's just say the happening wasn't going on and we wait, we hit 20K, it's going to sell. And then what's the market going to say? All, well, the, the market's dumping because all these non-believers, mm-hmm. all these, the guys that, you know, finally all the, all the wreck people got out, right? Mm-hmm. But if, but 
so that and that just gives like a bad optic on on Bitcoin as a downward pressure. But if you can blame it on the halfening, well, look at Litecoin. Litecoin went down during the halfening, and nobody was bag holding that much on them. So it, it's going to be used kind of a scapegoat, saying, "Oh, this is normal. This is the halfening, right?" In order to to spin the media positively mm-hmm. on the price continuing up, and then that's why I think it go to twenty k. I mean, it could just hit sixteen or or fourteen, and I'm a okay with that, dude. I mean, I bought, I was buying Bitcoin at three k during the bottom and shit, like. 20 i was buying fucking litecoin in the 20s and stuff and it, it was I, did, were you guys buying during that time during yeah. like er, yeah during early yeah, 2019 sure. uh for sure oh, 2019 I, well no yeah. not 2019 i think it was more like towards the end of 2018 actually it was around where bitcoin was at its at its lowest at 3400 yeah and i started going in and then we started our own podcast on um, in March April time frame of 2019 yeah oh wow you guys started this way before me nice yeah, like in March, I think, is whenever we started. And we were talking about this, you know, we, we, we kind of like... Yeah, we were saying, like, this is a good time to buy. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, we kind of like spitballed our own predictions and shit, you know, because before, right now we're like hella focused on like Decentraland and NFTs and all that stuff in our, with our podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, mostly because we've like identified like a whole new market emerging. So we're yeah. like... Yeah, you guys can become leaders in it and yeah, stuff. That, NFT cool. leaders, kind of like how Maddie sort of is sort of like, even though he's he's big Decentraland, he's... He's kind of like ranked himself sort of as the NFT guy a little bit. Yeah, definitely the NFT guy. Yeah, Matty, yeah. who kind of like convinced us all to like, you know, pay attention to this. Cause yeah, on the podcast, we just stumbled on Decentraland. Yep. Like so. just, you know, cause we just talk about all these cryptos and stuff like Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera. And then we're like, oh, what's this little funny looking, you know, icon? Yeah. It's got like some pyramids on it. Is this like a, the Illuminati coin? <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. And then we started digging deeper. And then we figure we find this this map with like all these little squares on it. We're like, what the fuck is this? Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Let, so, let, me, let me give you guys a pro tip. Look, do you know the digital currency group? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Do so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so look up the digital currency group and Grayscale. Whatever they invest in or mm. or, or privately investing in, these projects are going to pump and they're going to be around for a long time. So it's it's a it's it's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, but it's more of a safer bet and to put mm-hmm. money behind it and stuff like that. So I always watch with Coinbase. Digital Currency Group and Grayscale do because they're the big, you know, and of course Peter Thiel, but the Peter Thiel stuff you end up finding way later. It, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you're never you're never gonna find out what he does until like everyone already basically knows that's investing essentially. But a lot, of, but the, the cryptocurrency industry is so new that like retail investors and most some and some lazy tra- a lot of lazy traders basically don't find out about it until weeks after. So you could just be way on the ball. It's mm-hmm. like we're two cycles away where, where this is going to be just as competitive as the stock market and it's going to suck ass. So we, we have two cycles to become rich enough to stay <laughs> in the market yeah. or it's going to get too expensive to, to yeah. do anything. I mean, cause like, I mean, I really see like the, like I, I was, I was talking about this on this other podcast I did with um, what's called cultivate crypto. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, he's a good guy uh, out in Tokyo. What, what, what I was telling him was, um, so let's just say on this cycle, right? We're at we twenty k was the last, the top, right? And then we corrected down to three k, being the bottom, right? That's about ninety ninety five percent down. So it, let's just say let's just say we instead of uh, the the last all time high was a thousand and it went to twenty. That's a, that's a twenty x. So let's just say on this next one, we, all we do is a ten x, because it's law of big numbers. You just need more money to move this thing. True. So so let's just say we hit two hundred thousand, right? Probably mm-hmm. not, but let's two hundred thousand for this next cycle high. So that means at at ninety five percent or ninety percent down is going to be fifteen fourteen k maybe ten k at the lowest. Yeah. So the the dollar amount you need to rebuy back in your stack is way higher. I mean, literally, it's almost three to four times higher. 
Yeah. At, at the most constrained. So, but, but honestly, you could just hit 15 or 20, you know, in terms of price and shit. And that'd be super low. So it's like, it basically, unless you were already in the market now, it's going to get too expensive for people to buy into Bitcoin and stuff. So this is like really positive for Litecoin because the price is lower. But then after another cycle, Litecoin is going to be in the same boat. And then this is also when us projects that end up surviving two cycles, like um, like a Digibyte and some of these other coins with way larger market, with, um, with more um, coins, you know, a billion plus coins mm-hmm. are really going to shine. And then um, possibly we're going to get the mother of all corrections. Because I, I honestly believe that we're, we're going to hit like a 1920s sort of a correction in the in the crypto market where it's going to be like the projects really do a lot of projects are going to end up going away like we're going to get like instead of a stock market crash we're going to get the great crypto crash of 29 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. but that but that's in like two cycles you know when we get when enough people are in it where they can just drop the hammer on everybody and then all these other little coins maybe bitcoin will survive litecoin ethereum you know the major coins will survive but because everyone's trying to get these crazy gains outside in, the, in these altcoins those altcoins are going to do 99 percent dips and there's so much people into it that yeah. it's just gonna it's gonna erase entire accounts and everyone i mean it's 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 pretty i mean I, I i that's a little conspiracy theory i have but the way i see everything working out i mean we're pretty much playing the same fiddle in terms of just what happened in the roaring 20s Mm, yeah with, well, that, makes, that makes yeah. sense for in their case because that like that generation generation of humanity to be exposed to like i guess like equities investing maybe mm-hmm. i mean maybe there's more of it going on back in the 1800s probably like on a smaller scale but do you know why you, you know, know do you know why the stock market um why the growing 20s even happened with investing i'm assuming just like overvaluation kind of like you, speculative bubbles you know it, it was leverage they oh. they margin accounts Oh yeah, that's what ha- yeah. So what happened was after I mean during World War One, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the U.S. government needed money for the war, so what they did is they issued like freedom bonds for the mm. war, and and they encouraged everybody from the school systems. They did fundraisers all over the United States to try to get money for the war effort. Right? This is the mm-hmm. first time people in the United States ever became investors. So. Yeah. Um, so because the government backed this and they won the war, they made sure everyone got paid. So everyone made money on it. So you ended up having that people who, who generally didn't save a lot of money, but bought like, I mean, like imagine like 20, 25 cent bond, a tw- like a 25 cent bond. And once the war's done, you're going to get 75 cents. People ended up just like putting all their money into bonds. And then eventually they got a big shot of cash. First time in their life, they became investors. Whoa, you get all this money because people, this is why I say the power of, of dollar cost averaging. This is why I name my podcast that is because even if you don't have a lot of money, you're able to put a little bit of money every single day or every time you get paid or every week. It Over a couple of years, it ends up being a shit ton of money. And yeah. since these guys all got their money back from the bonds, um, they ended up having a, a lot of capital. So they were capital rich for the first time in their lives. People came back from the war. They had put all basically whatever money they got, they just put it in the war bonds because they were super patriotic. And then because they use bonds, then bond traders start saying, hey, we have equities. And then this was the first cycle. So the first guy, so the guys who, the, the guys who really got rich during the 1920s were some of the soldiers and some of the people left over from the war got their money, put their monies in stocks. And then the stock started going up. And then, and then the next people, the next phase started, pe- people started putting more money in stocks. And then what ended up happening is stocks prices got so high that regular people couldn't afford it. So what they started doing is, Hey, margin, margin account here. Let me give you a margin account, margin account. If all you have is a hundred dollars, you'll be able to buy, 
$2,000 worth of stocks. Okay. Yep. Boom, boom. Yeah. And this was started the, the mania. And then you got a crash in 27. And then guess what happened at that time? They increased the margin from 5 to 10x. That's all they did was a 5 to 10x. And they got it to the 29 peak and then crash. Mm. Wiping everybody out worldwide. So what, 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 just like the people who, who created incentives, they, they decided to cash out and just dump their, their, you know, dump bags on the, on the poor or, or a par, 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 portion, all right, portion of, I mean, like a lot of, so basically, okay. After two cycles of this, of, um, I think cause the first crash was 21. Then the second was 24, 24. Mm-hmm. And then you had an, a three year period, 27. And then you had the really big one, which was, you know, the 29 crash, which was the big one, right? Yeah. So at, at each point, so uh, the crash, people bought back in. People just kept buying back in. But the problem is, is that by the uh, – so just imagine it's, a, it's an idea train. So first, the first cycle, really good idea for companies. Second, pretty good ideas. Third one, uh, we're really reaching to the bottom of the barrel. By the, the last one, is it's like imagine the most shit coins of shit coin ideas for stock yeah. companies and stuff. That's what ended up doing it. People just kept putting money into these, uh, these really speculative things because, because what they did is like, yeah, this company is only 10 cents or, or five cents or one cent. And then it's going to go to a dollar. You know, it's the same thing kind of with the, like the altcoins essentially, because they, they uh, people stopped looking at the market cap. They started looking at the price per token because that's what they could afford because they want a lot of them. Cause it's, it's like, imagine like you're buying Tezos at 10 cents. If Tezos goes to a, a dollar, you know, or, um, you know, I'll 10x my money. Or if I'm buying Tezos at, a, at one penny and it goes to 100, you know, I'm 100xing my money. So if I get a th- 100,000 of them, then I'll have $100,000. That's kind of the math everyone ends up doing. And even no matter mm. at, at what point that you get, you end up still doing that same math. It's, it's, it's it, crazy. It, yeah. Like, like you're saying, yeah, it's, if, if it's it gets to like 100 grand or 200 grand, like to, to think that it's going to go from 20 to 200,000, like the volume to, to do that seems, uh, it's all, seems crazy don't you think it's all yeah it's all institutional money it was basically um it's going to be just basically family offices it's going to be i mean it's going to get pumped up it's just going to be equity money essentially boomers boom you you got to look at everything like in demographic terms it's going to be boomer money looking for uh, a big return because true. the bo- the boomers are retiring right now like crazy i mean uh, my my dad is the youngest of the boomers basically so, you know, I'm just kind of looking at him like even he's he's like, what is he, 50? He's like 59 or so. And he's like, I want to retire in two years, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so all his other everyone's retiring, but like everyone's retiring at a later date. But the thing is, is that because a lot of them got a lot of their money wiped out because they're just on the stock market. Right. Like, have you ever wondered how that happens? Like when the stocks go down and people's like, oh, I lost all my money. They were they, they weren't invested into the into you know the S and P five hundred and everything. They were invested into these speculative companies in the, on the stock market. A single company. That's how they lose all their money. Because if you if you were just invested into an ETF, how the fuck did you lose all your money? You just right. wait and you get your money back, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's they're investing on these stupid companies. Well, and, and that's how you do it because that's how you beat the returns, right? If you if you're smart, right? You what, you invest in Apple or Disney and stuff, and you're up like 30 percent. Where the S and P five hundred is usually up like what seven twelve percent. It's like it's not that hard. Well, what people do is that they end up going to these more speculative companies. Like they put some money here, and they jump it over here, and, then, and they're just jumping around, and they're and they're doing the same thing that we're doing instead of it being daily. They're they're swinging like the earnings reports, which is like every three. I mean, every three months they're gambling whether or not the uh, the companies had a good report or not, and then yay, we get a couple percentage. But because it's a small percentage, what they do is they do leverage. 
there you go. There's the magic leverage thing, right? Yeah. Like that's that's how people play this. That's what people like. How Peter Schiff's like, and all these people care about. Like, gold's up three percent. Incredible rally. Look at us. Like the fuck, you know. He puts all these stupid emojis like that. The price is going up so much higher. And yeah, well, yeah. the reason why people are so excited is because they're usually in ETF funds that are five three x leverage. So a one percent move is five percent. Mm. Yeah, that's how they're playing. That's how everyone's making in money because it doesn't make. If you look at crypto, you don't even need margin because the you if, like decentralized the other day. It was like it was going up like ten percent almost every day, every other day, right? Yeah, so yeah. You, you don't you don't need margin on that, right? But True. on some of these stocks where it's moving one or two percent a month on total, you do need margin in order to get money, unless you have crazy amount of months of money, right? But most people don't, so they they up the leverage up, and that's what gets people in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry if I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. No, it's interesting because we, we always talk about the price of Bitcoin and, you know, we're always speculating too, like when, when we expect it to go up, but I think we're a little bit more conservative. I think, I, I think it's going to go up closer to like a hundred grand to 120 grand, yeah. uh, probably two years after the happening, only because people are expecting it. And as, as just like you were saying in your last podcast with Anorak was, that the more happenings that you have, the the less impactful the happenings become because mm-hmm. that's sort of the point of the happening is that the the entrance of new Bitcoin doesn't uh, it, it's almost negligible at a certain point. Yeah, and two so, ha- two happenings and, and it doesn't happenings, happenings yeah. don't matter anymore. It doesn't exactly. it doesn't matter. There's no supply coming online anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. it goes from right. We're going to see what 12, 12 go to six and then six to three and six after three. that it's like. I, I guess the, the next one after that, I mean, it gets so stupid at like four, four halfings from now. It's like 0. 0.75 or something like that. It's like, what? That's nothing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nothing. I mean, literally just basically enough for the, for the, uh, the miners just to keep selling back and forth a couple of things, but it's just like, it's insane. Like the, the cash app is literally buying 40% of the total supply of Bitcoin mined right now. Just the cash app. Jeez. Just the cash app. Of which- of which mine? The the all right. Of all the Bitcoin mine daily, the Cash App is buying about forty percent total total amount mined across all miners. Oh. Yeah, right right now. So if a happening that that puts them up to eighty percent plus the hype, maybe they're paying, maybe they're paying like a premium. No, it's no. It, well, it's just because they have deals with the with with these miners and stuff. I mean, damn. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what kind of deal. I mean, you know, Jack Dorsey's probably got all the connects, but like I did a little test the other day in terms of prices. Basically, the cash app is like fifty to sixty fees to buy Bitcoin than Coinbase probably, oh, because yeah. it's 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 like twenty bucks costs you seventy cents. Mm. Where like on on the um, on um, for a twenty bucks of Bitcoin on Coinbase, just a regular Coinbase, not Pro, yeah. um, it's like one fifty. So it's literally half. Yeah, I can see 20. that. I guess, but I mean. So what, what what are the implications of that? Like all of a sudden, it, supply like, shock when it's under the control of one company or what? No, I mean it, it's if you don't take your money off the off the. Uh, it, it just it's just what it basically means is the retail buyers are buying retail because like Cash App, anyone that really has any money, they're buying it off somewhere else or they're buying yeah. OTC. So it means that us people that regular people that are buying uh, Bitcoin are buying. A, the bulk of it right so that's one of the reasons why the big guys are just buying otc is because they don't want the price to shoot up that high so they can accumulate so what they're doing is they're buying what they can on market but on the other side they're just they're just talking to whales and trying to get whales to trade or like 
or I mean, exchange, there's this whole story with exchanges. What they're doing is they're uh, if um, they're they're basically like lending money to some to some whales and stuff in order for them to get into trouble trading. So they sell a lot of their Bitcoin because they have so much. You know, like a whale's got ten thousand Bitcoin. All he all he gambles with is a hundred a hundred dollar. I mean, a hundred Bitcoins a trade or something like that, which is a lot. But you know, when you have ten thousand, that's not that much. Yeah. Right. And you know, at most he'll lose. He'll, he's smart. He all he loses is like a hundred bitcoin or two hundred bitcoin, right? But what they do is like, hey, we'll lend you some money. We'll lend you this. When because if you give somebody a loan, right? If you sell big, this is one of the biggest problems about having like a lot of bitcoin or money is that when you sell this into fiat, there's a tax implication, right? You like even if you held if you hold it for a year, it's fifteen percent, right? But if you take a loan out on something, it's you pay no taxes on loans. So you could. This is one of the reasons why like uh, places right. like you. DeFi and stuff like that or like or um what's that what's that uh, app there's uh there's a not changely but um oh i can't remember it I, and i have it here let's see where is it yeah there's an there's an app um it's like kyber swap or no it's oh celsius network where Cel- you can get where you can get in loans so you can get 50 percent loans acid back loans on on bitcoin or litecoin basically right so that's kind of what the exchanges are doing at a larger you know because they trust because i guess somebody right so the exchanges say hey you know we'll get, put put 500 bitcoin 500 bitcoin with us and we'll lend you the money right and then hope and then what they do is they do these scam wicks in order for them to get liquidated and then just we're just keeping your bitcoin and we'll just call it even and they're like okay because they get to spend about half. I mean, they either they, either way they got fucked, but now the exchanges have a shit ton more Bitcoin that they're able to OTC and then charge a ten percent, you know, premium on it to mm-hmm. to like these big investors. And that's that's kind of like the, the background game and stuff that we don't end up hearing about. But that's basically how it goes. Where like you like you're gonna lose fifty. Like it's one of the it's one of the coolest ways to do it. It's like pretty much like the way like like Warren Buffett spends his money essentially is like he he has a credit card right that's yeah. linked to a bank account that basically he all he does is put his one berkshire hathaway stock into this account and then he's able to borrow money the exact amount of money on that stock as a loan on a credit card and then that's why he he's able to spend anything he wants and pay no taxes on it as yeah. an income yeah because you're borrowing on your money in stock this is how this is how some founders get they basically that that's how some of these companies get so much stock is that the, the founders have a, a liquid company right and they have a lot of stock so what they do is they just start giving stock over to a bank and a bank gives them a credit card in order to take loans out and then eventually this is eventually how like a soft bank or um, you know a jp morgan ends up getting three four five percent of a company because the founders over there are spending like a jackass and needs mm-hmm. money and shit and needs money for private jets, you know, for women and shit and everything like that. Yeah. Keep, keep, pay people off, you know, and doesn't want to pay taxes on it. Right. So he's like, fuck it here. You take some of my stock. You guys give me a fucking account and then it's just counted as a loan. And then loans don't get taxed. It's not income. Mm-hmm. Just, so, just fucking crazy workarounds. So are you really into a uh, crypto for, for the investments or did you get, did you like read the Satoshi white paper and do you do you believe in like in the ideologies of decentralization and all that? In the in the beginning, I was, but I, I don't know. I'm a I'm a little confused by this whole thing now. It's like I don't know what to believe anymore. In ter- I like I believe in I believe in decentralization and everything like that. But I mean, the more and more I get into this thing, the more I I feel like Bitcoin sold the fuck out. Oh, like um, I, mean, I, I want to hear this. Like, what do you mean? Like. <sighs> All right, like 
Like, all right, all right. So before, like during 2017, right, we had um, we had all this. In, we, it was just a retail pump, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah. From from 1,000 to 10,000, right? And then what did everyone do, right? They ended up selling out Bitcoin for the for the CTE or the uh, whatever the exchanges and stuff. Please, 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 Wall Street, please buy Bitcoin, please buy Bitcoin, please, you know, pump us up. And they and they're like, we'll we'll, we'll let you guys put futures on Bitcoin and all this stuff, right? It's like we sold Bitcoin out for ten grand. Who's we? Like just the people that control, like control Bitcoin and stuff. The miners and everybody, everyone's they mm. sold. They they allowed they allowed Bitcoin to have to have like they the petition to have all these futures and everything. Yeah. In order, and and what did we get out of it? Like I mean, I didn't. We didn't get much. I mean, sure, we got some altcoin pumps, which were fucking crazy, and some people got rich. But all Bitcoin did was like ten thousand dollars. From ten thousand to twenty, and then a crash. And since then, like, like, didn't papers just come out that like basically the uh, the Federal Reserve and the government pretty much like did a plan to like crash the the price of Bitcoin using futures using paper Bitcoins, right? Because we haven't gotten any. We we just barely got um, what's called uh, asset backed futures, right? Bitcoin backed futures. So the other the 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 CME futures were paper Bitcoin. So they crashed the price using paper Bitcoin using dollars, not asset backed. It's called like the ice, like the ice, like a futures, which or which if you borrow, I mean, if you do a, if you bet, if you bet, uh, if you bet a long on Bitcoin, you have to have a Bitcoin to bet with. And then, so you're betting actual Bitcoin, which moves the. Uh, I, I was asking you about like the ideologies of like cryptocurrency and like decentralization. You're, you're kind of explaining how, you kind of like uh, don't really like where where it went. Yeah, like it, it, like we were just like if we were supposed to be all about decentralization and we're all we're our own thing, right? But we're it's like we're begging banks to come in. We're begging, you know, we're 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 begging this, you know, the Wall Street to buy us and stuff. You know, just the crypto community. I'm not. I mean, I'm meaning like actually me and you, but like by by we as a community, it's like we were begging like, oh my god, when when CME, when CME, oh my god, when 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 you know backed futures, oh my god, when backed futures, you know, like everyone on Twitter because I, I get it, everyone wants the backs to pump, right? But it's kind of like we we sold it out, we sold what this was supposed to be, yeah, just for a, for a slight pump, and then and then come to find out that that it this was one of the reasons why Bitcoin dumped. I mean, literally, it was. It's not even a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's actual fact that there's papers out there that you can you can look it up. Um, that uh, the government, the government, um, I forgot who in the government who was it. I think it was the Federal Reserve and then the um, some board of directors in in New York. The banking charter pretty much said that we need to control Bitcoin. So with these paper backed Bitcoin, right? Which is that's what, and then that's what kind of crashed it down. Is that they just make, they may you make all these paper Bitcoin to 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 to, to basically put a bunch of shorts mm-hmm. on Bitcoin, and then the Bitcoin price dumps, and then there's not that, and then they just can't take the money and then just pay them out in dollars, right? Yeah. So, so I mean, you it's think, just, but you think it's yeah, banking cartel or whatever the hell this is, they, if they didn't do what they did, like Bitcoin's price would have just kept on going up forever, or what? Oh no no! It would have crashed down, obviously. But yeah. I mean, we probably we probably would have looked at a trillion dollars for sure. We probably would have hit fifty six. Maybe, maybe we were like halfway there, right? We were halfway there. Yeah. A two x, a two x in Bitcoin? That's nothing, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the way the hype it was. I mean, I was in I was in full year. year I've never felt that kind of a rush in my life. It was so crazy. Dude. Anything you buy, mm-hmm. it was just fucking smashing it, dude. Uh, buying forty dollar Litecoin and like a couple like a week later, you're you're up. 
$40 on each Litecoin you bought. I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Did you sell when, <laughs> when Charlie Lee went on like uh when he warned everyone about the multi-year bear market ahead? Or did you like I, like I, I sold I sold I sold a little I sold 10% of my bag. I didn't sell all of it. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't sell Lee, all of it. Man. Look at Charlie Lee. I should have he literally is no. so on anything <laughs> that guy says, it's fucking the Bible, dude. Yeah, it's insane. Like, and he calls everything correct, dude. It's crazy. I mean, he's he's such a good dude. Like, I've met him before. Oh yeah, such an such an. Oh yeah, yeah, I've met him. I've met him twice before. I've been to both the Litecoin summits. Oh cool. The, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool okay, dude. Well, explain to me that like uh, how, sounds like you're part of the Litecoin tribe. Like, what attracts you to this particular community over all the thousands of other potential ones? You know, uh, they they weren't a bunch of fucking assholes. Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, they were you, like at the at the time, guys. Oh, just you like you, all right. You so you see you see the X. So every, I mean, everyone's so it's so fucking easy. They either have Litecoin in their name, they have XRPers, they're fucking Digibyte guy. Digibytes are cool, right? Yeah. But that they're a little bit newer because they were a smaller community back in 2017. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now there's more of them. There's more Digibiters now, right? Mm-hmm. But like basically, like what they call the the trifecta or whatever is like. Uh, what's it called? Bitcoin, Litecoin, Digibyte. That's what ev- and they like. Everyone's putting like everyone in the Litecoin and, and Digibyte community are trying to put that as the 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 golden trifecta, essentially the three perfect cryptos or whatever. But that's besides the point. Um, but um, so Litecoin, the Litecoin community was just uh, what what was the one one of the big main reasons why the community was so big, right? Bitcoin was thousands of dollars, and most people who join on Coinbase they fucking have like a hundred, two hundred dollars a week to invest tops. Mm-hmm. fuck I, I can't buy a full bitcoin because they didn't understand you could buy fractions but some people don't want to do fractions they want to hold they want to own whole coins and i remember all these fucking articles coming out saying people want to own whole coins they don't want to do decimals they don't want to do percentages you know hmm. which is stupid but it's true yeah because we want to own so with the like let's just say like bitcoin what bitcoin was probably like ten thousand dollars at the time and litecoin was like a hundred something that's more that's more attainable fuck yeah i'll, I'll spend 100 300 bucks and i'll get two litecoin tight now i have two and anyway you know and then that and that was just kind of the moon math essentially at that time right yeah yeah but but it's it's so true so you end up getting more newer investors in there right but the people in the litecoin community were just so much nicer right like you were still you were just like you had a lot of these maximalists in bitcoin right but the maximalists it wasn't as poisonous back then right so it was so everyone is the, the, the Bitcoin community was pretty nice. And of course, they're so like, no, don't don't go into Ethereum. Don't go into these altcoins. But everyone does. Right. Because they want gains. So they went to the Litecoin community. Really nice. The the, the the part of the problem at the time during with the Ethereum community is that they're just a bunch of fucking nerds. No one understood what the fuck they were saying. <laughs> it's it's the truth. Like, like, you didn't know what like you just fucking went off of faith. I mean, the same thing, too, with the Cardano at the time, you know, like. Charles Hopkinson, great guy, but I mean, he he just was like it was like really technical. I mean, especially now he's like it's made it. He he's gone very good at talking more normally, so people understand what's going on. But back then, he was speaking in all these big terms and words and stuff, and it just confused a lot of people. But people, but he's like, oh, guys, smart must invest, and they did, yeah. right? Well, you, you used him as an example. Has he? I haven't kept up with Cardano at all. Has he? Even delivered a product yet? Uh, platform, his platform. Or- yeah. So right now the staking, the Shelly is out. The the Shelly testnet's out right now. They're um, oh, they're they're stake. It's it's an uh, incentivized testnet. Um, if you look, if you there's a YouTuber called um, what's his name? Um, Crypto Crow. Mm-hmm. Crypto Crow in, uh, interviews him pretty regularly, like every few weeks and stuff and everything. And um, it's basically it's it's been a smashing success. So basically, it's sort of like they took a snapshot of people who had Cardano on in a wallet and then from there you were able to to basically 
by you stake you stake your wallet and you and it creates like a uh, like a let's just say you have um a thousand cardano right and then you basically get a thousand free cardano on this test net but then you actually earn actual real cardano mm. so there's no way you could have ever lost your cardano but mm. but you had to have money in the in your account for the snapshot and that's what they're doing so people are trying staking and pools and stuff and everything and it's it's gone great so they're 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 about ready in a couple months to just release staking on cardano Mm. right yeah and this is one of the 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 themes i've been saying on twitter and stuff is like we're not in a fork war anymore we're in a stake war now you know we've got tezos staking we got cardano staking on the way like ethereum you know is ethereum 2.0 when their staking's coming out with 32 ethereum you got hex staking like we're in it we're in a stake war right now basically like we want people basically people that have been in crypto for a long time they want dividends they yeah. like we've been buying this stuff. We want we want money now. Like we want some recurring income because like we're fucking risking so much. Like that's the one thing that the only negative I could say about crypto is that we didn't have dividends and we're getting dividends now mm-hmm. because people are just like, yeah, I'm putting up all my capital up, but I mean, like I'm not getting nothing out of it. I mean, if I don't sell, cool, but like I need cash to survive or you know. So with te- I mean with Tezos, right? If you buy ten thousand Tezos right now, which will cost you about thirty seven thousand dollars, yeah, like for uh, right. Yeah, you get five percent. No, but they I mean, yeah, five percent on, on Coinbase, but mm-hmm. it's actually seven percent if you stake it yourself on the um, on the on the ledger or something. That's true. But let's just say five percent, right? That's five hundred that's five hundred Tezos you get a year. Fucking crazy. That's pretty good. And if Tezos goes to ten bucks, you know, that's five grand. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You could spend it or just or just spend that on, on shit coins and then once once the mar- the market goes really high and stuff, you sell your Tezos, you you, you keep that in cash, you let the market crash. And then you buy back in and then you get way more Tezos. And then by the time, you know, the, the next market is right, you've, you've accumulated a fuckload more because you've had like two years, two and a half years of 5%, you know, you know, baking or staking essentially. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. But, the, but that, that's to be time it correctly. You know, that's, yeah, you know. <laughs> since we're talking Tezos, you know, uh, I'm aware of the project. I just I stepped away from it, you know, uh, but I was a big EOS backer in 2017, 2018. I thought Me that too. was like the next big, like it, the it next much, Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I that, that my strategy in 2017 is I stuck, I stayed away from all the like you know the currency coins. Exactly, like like yeah. I stayed away from Litecoin. I stayed away from the Digibytes. I stayed away from all that coin <laughs> everything because I couldn't. I didn't really identify too much of a difference between them. And it was, was kind of harder for me to kind of like predict whether or not there's going to be some kind of like but you had Bitcoin adoption. though, right? No, I never bought Bitcoin. Never. Really? Really? Whoa, cool. I never, I never in my life I ever bought Bitcoin. I bought some Ethereum. Basically, what I'm saying, I was like a platform guy. Any kind of like new wow, platform dude. that I could see. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, the reason why I didn't buy Bitcoin is because I, I, when I first got in, I felt like I missed the boat on Bitcoin. Oh, I see. It's, it's over. Yeah. You know? So that I, right there, what you said right there, one of the big reasons. <laughs> We're going to get a huge pump later on in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's the mentality. Yeah, you come into this thinking, you or you come into this market, and you're like, Bitcoin's already ran up from like pennies or whatever to twenty thousand. Like, how much higher can it go? Mm-hmm. Then you're looking, at, yeah, like you said, you're you're evaluating this crypto market. You see this other cryptocurrency that's for pennies right now. So you're like something in your head, a wire connects. Like, hey man, maybe this thing can hit twenty thousand in the future. You know, mm-hmm. when you're a noob, yeah, that's the kind of shit you start thinking about. <laughs> you know, but but anyways, back to EOS and Tezos. Uh, the thing about EOS, from my understanding, that it's kind of like uh, backfiring is is their 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 governance model. How there's 21, I guess you call them master nodes, but really they're just like uh, they're elect- delegates. 
yeah delegate validators yeah yeah and i think it, like there's been issues as far as like i think the chinese delegates have pretty much you know conquered the whole network from what i hear so is there some kind of how does tezos you know operate uh, is it a similar s- system or it's it's a, it's a, it's it's kind of similar there there is some delegates but it's basically yeah. voting you vote so it's it's like the whole community gets together and votes for something taking your tokens right that's that's where you're voting yeah voting. that's that's your, so if you don't like something you just move your tokens to a different pool that's voting for something else okay mm. so it's pretty much exactly like EOS yeah it's kind of like EOS but it's more it's more diverse basically less chinese <laughs> and <laughs> well, right yeah, now, i mean it's right started yeah, but it's this is mostly a U.S. based project, and I guess EOS took more Chinese money. I guess um, I mean this is kind of what I'm guessing. I still hold I still hold a pretty big bag of EOS, but mm-hmm. um, I mean I, I kind of did the same strategy you did too. You know, I invested on, on a lot of these protocols. I bought Cardano, I bought um, yeah. Ethereum, I bought I mean everything. I mean the most money I ever made in crypto in terms of trading was on EOS. I just caught that train early. I caught it at like five bucks, only to twenty eight dollars. Yeah, that was a, that was a good little, and then I sold it at twenty eight. It crashed to 19. I bought a 19 and it went back to 28 and I sold and then it just started crashing down. And I, I bought at $5 like literally last year and it's been fucking literally at the same. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I bought it for yeah. the whole idea of, because, you know, Ethereum, their biggest issue at the time was, was scalability and it still is. But yeah, so I heard all the promising um, propositions of these new blockchain 3.0s that, you know, the, it's going to be feeless transactions. The, the network is capable of way faster uh transactions per second yeah well, I, mean, I heard all that and i was like these are basically buzzwords and stuff to all of yeah. us because it was all well, proven at the time right yeah but now that, in terms yeah go ahead sorry yeah now that we're actually like using ethereum on the daily you know through with decentraland and stuff and we all have our metamask wallets and stuff like that you know the friction is we're, i can finally experience the friction of using the ethereum network essentially is what i'm saying you know yeah. it's not that bad <laughs> Yeah, I've had some of my friends like, you know, they got into Decentraland. I didn't tell them shit like how to how to figure anything out. I just told them about it and they figured it out pretty easily. You know, find it, find these wallets, uh, put a little bit of ether in it and you're good to go. You know, yeah. so I was just. It's not as hard as you think, but, um, you know, they but the reason I mean, the reason they have, you have to make something as dummy proof as possible is because a lot yeah. of your older people have all the money. Mm. you know but right like a, the reason you you uh, the only thing i was kind of mad about with decentraland was that I mean, the same thing Amorak and anorak said was why the fuck are we not like spamming up everywhere that decentraland's open you know put a little bit more marketing towards you know letting people know that it's out and, and a lot of people did you know like I, I i mean i retweeted everything i could i know you guys were retweeting everything you guys everyone most people were doing their part but like the main people behind it i mean i don't know any of them but you know that was a one little gripe I probably had with them, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think much. I think our, our opinion on that is well, I, we've been uh, we've been in Decentraland since uh, probably like June, and so we were in before the the beta started, and okay. so we were we were early in 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 the beta, like we oh, were yeah. stuff in the beta, and um, <clears throat> so we knew kind of we we understood like where Decentraland was trying to go. And we're like one of those, we're one of those like development teams where as soon as like everybody disappears because the prices are down, are like, you know, in the toilets, mm-hmm. we're still there like building stuff. Yeah. And that's Growing. what we did. Yeah. 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 That's what we did with Decentraland. It's like nobody was like building anything in Decentraland like to, to like, 
make something sustainable, like a like a like a um, I guess make your parcel like sustainable in a way where people want to come back. And yeah. I felt like, you know, it, that was the only way to make Decentraland sustainable, because if if you just go to Decentraland and you see like there's nothing there, there's no incentive to come back. So we were building things that that really had that incentive and we were building these like things you know way before like people got to see anything right we we were like interested when we just saw a map and that's when we had uh, a conversation with maddie and maddie was explaining to us yeah this supposedly this is a world where you jump in and you're you're supposed to be able to walk around and at the time we were like holy shit you know this this could be something interesting for for like building um you know like an mmo world yeah well, see, that's the thing. I, I correlate what's going on today uh, with Decentraland, especially since it just launched a few days ago. I, I correlate it to, like, the launch of Ethereum in 2014. That's how I yeah. feel about it. I think in 2014, nobody was crying about, hey, Ethereum isn't doing enough marketing, you know, because it was a brand-new experimental platform that nobody really knew what was going to happen to it in the future. So, like, why would you market that out to people? Right. Know? Yeah. The whole idea, we're, like, in an experimentation phase that, like, we – it's kind of like nobody knew DeFi was going to be built five years in the future on yeah. Ethereum. Nobody knew STOs were going to come out. Nobody knew NFTs were going to be a thing. So I, I view that today. People, yeah, they want short-term gratification for their involvement. Yeah. Like that, but there's going to be a core group of people who understand, like, there's a platform that just was released, just was launched. And yeah. developers now have an opportunity to like do it, do with it what they want. You know, yeah. make it whatever they want. Just like the Ethereum community, they came to that revelation in 2014. Yeah. You know, and they all just started getting to work and do, you know, creating their own content, I guess is what you call it. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I think I, I see it. I see a lot of uh, like the negative sentiment around the launch and stuff. And I felt it too because, you know, I'm a gamer and I'm used uh-huh. to these polished, you know, centralized games, right? They get paid. But then they they spend like hundreds of millions of dollars probably developing like a perfect game, right? You know, crazy they, money. Yeah, yeah. Like the video yeah. game market is like the biggest market, like in entertainment. I would think. Nah, makes, like, I know. Makes more than movies. It makes more than movies. That's exactly. for sure. It makes more than movies. Yeah. And I think television combined, like you know, video gaming is huge. So, yeah. are you but, allowed to make casinos, or only in only in Las Vegas? So the thing with casinos is you can make a casino in Decentraland. The problem is you have to be, you have to follow regulations. And if you don't follow regulations, you're going to have the SEC like up your ass basically. (laughs) And you don't want that. So that's why we came up with like these, these concepts where they're, uh, they're skill based and uh, you pay to play. And uh, if you're, you're the top for the daily winner, then you get a, you you win, you, you get a payout. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's because they're skill based. They're not a random, you know. They're they're not based on RNG, and uh, so so that's how we get around that. Got it. But there's so, obviously tons of people wanting to create some kind of casino experience because that's like the most obvious vice um, vice money. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. If you're thinking like, oh, how do I make money off of this? You know, gambling is like the first idea that pops into your head because it's like the easiest one. That's right. You know, it's it's it's. People know, like, it's tapping into that human, like, uh, you know, uh, desire, I guess, to, like, get rich quick yeah. <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. Get, everyone knows it's, it's actually legitimately addictive. So, uh, you know, people are, developers are incentivized to create these kinds of experiences. You know, yeah. e- even in the traditional gaming market with these whole loot boxes and things like that, you know, they, they're getting kids hooked on the same thing. 
Were you yeah. running around uh, opening chests in Decentraland these couple of days? Me or yeah, you. Hello? Yeah, I only got to. I think I only got to open one. I just it was so laggy that I ended up having to basically turn it off. I mean, I got yeah. to the point where like making my name, yeah. I got my name and everything, and uh, customized my character and stuff. Yeah, uh, tried some NFTs. I got on. I actually got NFTs before I even started an avatar. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just because I was listening to Maddie and stuff. I was watching. I was the reason I knew, like I knew about Decentraland early on in 2017, but mm-hmm. it just was like I was too busy. It was like, where, where do I put my money? Decentraland right now, or do I put my money into Bitcoin, Litecoin, and some of the big coins? So yeah. I mean, I yeah. And, and then later on, I just kept my eye on it. You know, like one people you should you guys should check out. Have you ever heard of Funfair? Yeah, I have heard of it. Yeah, you haven't, or you have? Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. Back in yeah, 20- you have. You know, I was looking into that. Yeah, they're they're pretty I haven't much kept up with them, but yeah, I've heard of it. I, yeah, I've been you... keeping t- I've been keeping tags on them because I I did research on their team. Their team is basically you know Rare Studios, the guys from N sixty four who made Star Fox. Yeah, yep. yeah, they're 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 the same guys. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, same guys. So these are big game developers, and they just pivoted into a casino. That's what like perked my ears up. I was like, whoa, what's going on over here? And um, if you look back on some of the older videos from um, 2011 2010 from like bitcoin conferences you'll see some little rinky dink little um, little stands and they're fun fair so fun fair has been around in bitcoin for a long time so they're ogers they hold big bags of bitcoin and i was wondering how the hell do these guys you know because most of these projects that are casino that don't you know drop a lot of casinos out in the world right they just go under right how are these guys still around and then one day i uh, i was seeing a video and i re- and i just saw fun fair 2012 oh what the hell and then i looked back at some other videos 2011 there they are too at a different conference so these guys are you know they they bought in they they're they're established they have money and they bought in a lot of bitcoin probably and have a lot of funding for that so that's why like i I, I've always kept up on that project, you know, and then I, I checked out their uh, the tech on their um, casinos and stuff, right? It's, it's pretty much the most fairest way to run an online casino, you know, where you just pay for their software, kind of like you guys are doing, where it's like, a, like a, sort of with, with the games. Oh, yeah. On land, sure. on land, but they're doing it the same thing with the casino, essentially, where like you just name it what you want, this and this, and then it's the fairest way where like people know up front, this is the percentages of you winning, this is the percentages of the slot machines, this is the percentage of this. And decentralized, they're just ha- you have my wallet there. You just f- you just fill up the casino with money, and then you just put your wallet to to get money, and then have fun, you guys. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the casino, and that's and it was kind of like a plug and play casino, you know. So, I, I plan, I, I pretty much think one day those guys are going to hit a big contract one day with maybe Sands, or um, you never know it, one of the big casino brands, and that that's going to explode. But you know, these guys are playing the long game with that. That's what interests me the most about Decentraland is speculating on how people come up with ways to, you know, make it sustainable. And mm-hmm. clearly, you know, a casino is like one of those ways because, you know, people are going to be coming in, you know, hoping. You Always. Know, yeah. The only problem that I see, in my opinion, is is that Americans can't really play online for some reason. Like there's like uh, the SEC and, and, and all these regulations that we have to follow. Like we can't just like go in and gamble online, which is odd. And I think in some states you can, but. Yeah. yeah, but it I hurts the big casinos. That's why. That makes sense. Yeah, because that's that's why Sands. They lobby. Sands. Yeah, the big yeah, lobby. They lobby. Sense. They lobby to protect themselves. That's all it is. The reason they hated PokerStars. PokerStars are making so much money. If like, if you notice, 2011, some most uh, most people in crypto were either um, basically um, these fringe um, libertarians or they were just gamblers. 
The yeah. reason crypto is such gamblers is because they come from poker stars in the poker market because a lot of like two out of the three biggest sites paid you out in, in crypto in Bitcoin for earnings back then. That's why some of the some of the first big whales are all fucking speculator gamblers because they're all there was degenerate gamblers from fucking poker. Yeah, because they I won. Mean, right? yeah, yeah, they won and they had and they had Bitcoin or at least if you lost, you're like what the, this Bitcoin stuff works pretty cool. Fuck it, I just I'll stop playing and I'll just put I'll put a couple hundred dollars or ten thousand dollars into Bitcoin. Boom, there you go. You have now you're a whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it makes true. sense. Yeah, I remember those days too. I remember hearing yeah, but, about that. So, so the question is, like, what other experiences do you think that could people could come up with to make you know decentralized sustainable? Like that's you, that's what I think about often. It's yeah. got to be a game. It's got to be a game inside a game. Some yeah, sort of. A, that's what we're thinking too. Like, I can't. Uh, so decentralized to us is really like a platform where it's a three D version of the internet. So we're yeah. thinking that there's going to be, you know, big companies like Nike and all these like larger companies doing something with Decentraland in a way where they can't really reach to a particular audience. But I think Decentraland is like super niche right now, but I think it's going to attract the really uh, addictive gameplay styles of like World of Warcraft. Yeah. And those type of character, those type of people are going to be in Decentraland once those experiences are there, of course. Yeah, I saw bit- I saw a flash of that in the launch, like the whole gaming mechanics of it where, the, you know, basically each chest had a quest line, mm-hmm. uh, you know, before you being rewarded with the chest. So and I like I said, I had a few of my normie friends who had nothing, no knowledge of Decentraland or what Ethereum is, had them play it and they got it. It clicked in their head almost immediately as soon as they logged in, created their avatar. And they were having fun up until about chest number four or five. And then they started seeing like, oh, this chest is empty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then the, the 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 quest lines got more and more difficult. And then the chests were still empty. So it kind of like it, it split that that perce- MMO perception you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, because usually when you complete a quest, you're you're always rewarded. See, but that's you, what keeps you but around. You understand why they, they yeah. got empty chests, right? Because these are real world rewards. Yeah. yeah. Like in, in World of Warcraft, they give you like, yeah, digital anything, shit. digital shit that may appear valuable. It really isn't. It, it's only valuable in the sense that your character progression. That's it. Right. Which is what you form like. You an get experience but, points. But, but right that. away, you understand. Like as soon as you start playing an MMO, like, OK, I, I complete this task and I'm going to get rewarded for it. Maybe not not financially, obviously, because sure. that was never possible up until now. But like your time investment, you're still achieving something, you know? Yeah. yeah, and all that time spent to open the 48 chests that were available, like people were winning like, you know, upwards of hundreds to a thousand dollars worth of stuff. It's true. People and who actually these sucks, are like yeah, real money, right? It's not yeah. like you're progressing in World of Warcraft where your account may be worth something to somebody, yeah, but it's not the same, right? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's just it's always nice because there's a, there's a dollar amount to mana essentially, even though it's pennies, I mean, it adds up quick, you know, it's a lot of money. Especially to yeah. especially to a kid, you know, I mean, a thousand mana is still a good chunk of change for most people, you know, that all they have is like 20, 30 bucks, you know. So uh, as long as you got a good Internet connection, there's some people like in Venezuela that are that are mining Bitcoin and it's not a lot of money. But to them, that's a shit ton of money. That's enough to yeah, eat and absolutely. stuff not work anymore. There's people not working anymore in Venezuela and some of these other third world countries that. Uh, just off of mining or just playing some games and stuff, maybe paying ax, maybe some betting some money on axes, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, uh, aren't working anymore. Doing it full time. On the first day of launch, uh, the the reason why we were like, you know, we stayed up late the night before just because we wanted to finish everything for our parcels. 
uh, because we had people buy our games and deploy their pl- deploy those games on their land. Yeah, and we had to make sure that they were able to accept payments, right? To make mm. sure that. Okay. So we, we, all of us, were up late, like making sure like things were ready. And so once we got ready, like we were we were anticipating that there's going to be like this peak of people into Central Land, like just trying out stuff. Yeah, and uh, we ended up making four thousand mana in like twelve hours. Or nice. Something. Yeah. And 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 it's stayed pretty sustainable in the following four days after that. And uh, so we feel like we're we're the first ones to create like a sustainable experience in Decentraland where we can actually, you know, start paying people to you know finish some builds and do some smart contracts for us and you know actually make this a full on business within Decentraland. Which, as weird as it sounds, that's actually what's happening right now. Yeah, yeah, you guys will become block runners and limited corporation. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. runners, bro. Oh, you guys, you uh, you're runners, right? Yeah, I work for the runner corporation. What's yeah. what's up, you guys? Come to, come to the party, you guys. Here's a VIP access to the to the mansion, man. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, that for sure you could do that, and you guys are, are super early. I mean, you guys have got a good team there. You guys are making good connections. You know all the right people. You guys are putting in the work. I mean, the business model works out. If the game works out, you guys are going to work out. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, I, and, I, and the other thing about Decentraland is that I feel like we're all aligned. Like Decentraland wants to increase the value of mana by making by improving the platform, yeah. by making you know less glitchy. By you know, so their incentive is that they're to to increase the value of mana. And if if their incentive is to increase the value of mana, then our incentive is to bring people to the parcels and and continue bringing them back to use so it. That, yeah, yeah, to use it to play on it. And so that's why we came up with these uh, these game mechanics where when players do well on our games, they get rewarded. And our games, you know, they're pretty simple, right? Jump over blocks or or uh, avoid the ghosts. Like, they're very, very simplistic games, but they're, they're easy to play, hard to master. Mm. And so now we're having people compete, compete with each other to win that pot size. Yeah. And then we can continue monetizing by getting sponsors on board and and helping us pay you know get a, a bigger daily pot a bigger monthly pot and for that exchange they get to get to show players their product or whatever it is and uh we think this is very sustainable and uh we actually have some sponsorships coming up to to kind of like prove this out that's true yeah so so what's it's, it's been yeah, no i was just gonna say it's just been interesting like seeing like, because we've been at this since June, right? And right now it's February. So mm-hmm. we've been speculating on this for several months on whether or not these incentives were actually going to work. Yeah. And so after five days, you know, it's been proven that it does work. Now we have to prove to ourselves that it's actually sustainable for several months at a time. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I'm worried about. Uh, yeah. these, uh, as soon as these chests are out of the, out of the game, like, yeah. is it, are people going to come back? Right. You know? So it's, it's like I said, yeah. we're in a in a very early experimentation phase of the whole Decentraland platform is. So, right. Yeah. What you guys are gonna have to do is the same thing when I go run businesses. It's just cash flow. I mean, it's cash flow management essentially with the mana right. you guys get. Right. Is that um, like for a long time, like there's businesses I've started and stuff where I don't take any money out for like two three years until eventually it gets because like you could end up like you if you spend you keep spending all your money. Unless, unless you get like, we're basically, I'm taking all the money I'm making and rolling it back into the business to make it better right. and bigger. But at a, but yeah, you have to, but you have to grow it to a certain point where it makes sense for you to start taking income, you know? 
And that that's kind of a, a thing where you guys are going to have to discuss, you know, privately and stuff and figure out what, because it is, it, it, there's going to be a drop off yeah, no matter what, sure. you know, because as soon as the, soon the chest, you're probably going to get 60% yeah. off essentially. But even if you guys are only making a thousand mana a day, that's 300 and something thousand mana and plus spikes and shit. So, you, I mean, it's possible that, you know, you guys are, th- this business of yours could be making like 400 to a million mana yeah, a year. That's true. Which which is which which is very good. This is the same thing where I talk about the dollar cost averaging. The dollar, you know, you're making money daily. This is what I like about your business, is that you guys are you guys you guys are gonna be mana rich, cash right. rich. And, and on top of that, ecosystem. it's like our business really is predicated on helping landowners uh, deploy our games and having them, you know, earn a passive income as well. Uh, because well, you got me. You got me as a supporter. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna join up oh, with yeah. you guys. Man. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, because if if. Uh, you you start deploying our stuff on your land, then and your incentive is aligned with ours, which is just bringing more people to the central land. Then you know altogether our 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 incentives are aligned with the central land itself. So it's like a self supporting like thing, and it all comes down to like selecting the correct incentives. Mm-hmm. And if you align all the incentives, like it it's it's self supporting. Yeah, you guys are kind of building like a franchise exactly. business essentially. Yeah. Yeah, which which is cool. I mean that 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 model works. You guys are early. You guys are the only people I see that on this entire platform they even have this product outside of the actual main team or maybe like a, a major gaming platform. So you guys are actually the only like retail shop from retail right. that's actually doing this, which is like crazy. So that gives you guys a huge advantage and stuff. You know, like yeah, fuck I mean, yeah, <laughs> I support I support you guys all 100 percent of the way, man. Let me know anything. I'll reach out to you guys. Like, I love this shit. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, and on top of that, we're we're converting all our metas. So everything you upload to MetaZone is called the meta, and so our games we call mm-hmm. the metas. So any meta that gets uploaded turns into an NFT eventually. And so, okay. uh, for example, okay. our our Blockrunner game, I think we've sold like three three or four out of the 25 maximum to ever ever exist in Decentraland. And, and so, okay. right yeah. So we'll we'll look we it sold up. Sold five. We sold five of them, and uh, so there's twenty twenty left. So there's twenty people out there that's going to be uh, purchasing these eventually, and then deploying on land, and that's it. There's never going to be any more block runners to exist. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, so block runners is is the same game essentially. Yeah. So kind of, or 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 each one a little. Yeah, different. No, each one's a little different. So we have the block runner. We have a pack runner. We have one called Orb Jumper, and then we have another one called Block Hole. Mm-hmm. So these are four completely separate games that can be deployed on either a one-by-one parcel or a two-by-two. And uh, each one has the same pool mechanics, right? So every time you play to play, you pay to play, your, uh, a portion of that, um, that payment goes into the daily pot, and another portion goes into the monthly pot. And so the more players that play, the more likely the pot is higher and therefore the bigger incentivize people exactly. to play more. Got it. So positive feedback. Exactly. Loop. And uh, so okay. and then on top of that, if they're playing on your land, then you're getting 50 percent of the cut. Right. And we get the other 50 percent of the cut after you, you pay the pots. Right. Of course. Got it. Yeah. So if pots get paid, then then we take. Exactly. At right. the end. Exactly. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that way that yeah, because you guys are doing it the right way. Because this is the one thing I do get uh, my pet peeve about some franchisees is that they take the they take the profit off the top, and then the franchisees gets kind of fucked, and they have to pay 
you know the pot, pro, you know in this in this case like the yeah. pot out from yeah. their cut. Yeah, where that's more fa- yeah, that's that's totally fair. That's why I like about every uh, like decentralized stuff everything is because everything is so upfront it's the same thing even with from the casinos to everything we're, we're just trying to get rid of all the yeah, bullshit yeah. this little fuck all this fuck shit of just like the 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 guy taking the risk the, outside of you guys like it, people taking the risk are the ones just getting f- fucked the most <laughs> you know and everything has to go perfect for them to make money which is like it's so fucked up because like they're the ones that really need to make some money yeah another, you know? another thing we've seen uh, pretty successful is the fact that we're like transparent with everything Everything that from you that, that you've seen from MetaZone and, and, and the block runner itself, uh, the podcast, like we've been just transparent about everything. We, we talk about literally everything that's happening. We talk about ideas and then we end up implementing those ideas. And uh, I feel like that's that's how we're able to cultivate like this strong like discord following where like our discord is like on fire all, all day, like 24 hours. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And then- I got I to gotta get on there, man. I'm trying. I'm still trying to learn Discord. I, I was mostly more of a Telegram guy myself. Oh, yeah. Telegram's great. It's just it's so singular. It's so uh, linear. With yeah. Discord, you have channels and you talk about specific stuff on specific channels and it makes it easier. Yeah. I just I got locked in there just because basically all the projects from 2017 yeah, are start, we're on Telegram. I don't even Discord, know how Telegram's so. sustainable because how do you have a conversation? How do you do anything in Telegram when like, you know, the, the whole conversation is like swinging? It's just it's just basically you just see what's going on and then let's just say you posted something and basically someone can like reply to you and then when you leave the platform you go back on you'll see a little at symbol oh, you click it and you see what someone said and then you're able okay. to continue on in the daisy chain but but most of the time you know if no one says anything it's just it's just imagine it like snapchat <laughs> yeah. it's gone yeah. so you just look and you're just looking forward right and all you do is scroll back a couple hundred messages and you got the gist of how what's going on like one minute they're talking about like fuck shit then the next minute like oh yeah so what, what's going on with the state of the blockchain or like and then what was like when moon when lambo yeah. and then <laughs> yeah, what's this what do you guys and that's always the most popular yeah. thing you know um on there and stuff but like a, a lot like i that's why like uh oh i want to name the coin and stuff but like um there's a couple of coins and stuff where they let you like talk like that. Right. But like, there's some other projects, some sort of like orchid, which is like a, um, it's a decentralized, like Nord VPN. Essentially. Oh, I've heard. Where do we coin? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. You can, but you can buy. Yeah, right I was about to say, oh, that's what it was. That's the, that's the, that's the one where like uh, their team is a bunch of rabbits. Or oh, that's like that. right. <laughs> yeah. I saw that and I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I know. I, I mean, yeah. It, Bunch of pussy ass motherfuckers. That's what I do. They don't want you to speak anything, dude. I mean, everyone is just pussy towing around on the Telegram because they can't talk about price. You can't say Lambo. You can't say this. Wow. You can't speculate. This is supposed to be only for yeah, dude. It's terrible. I mean, the way that they're, it's it's horrible, man. And they're like they're, the team only. It's like the team's almost pretending like the coin. Like you only plus to buy the coin so you can buy NordVP or you can buy uh, gas in order to use the the program, yeah. right? But like every well, then why have a coin? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why have a, yeah, that's what everyone's like. Uh, and then th- that's the weird sort of game they're playing. Right. Well, Where like, you're not supposed to spec, you know, please don't talk about speculation about the coin. Yeah, and stuff. Well, what, why have a, why have a, well, that's yeah, why have my a mind. Coin, yeah. but, I mean, as soon as I saw that team and it was on Coinbase, like how do these guys get on Coinbase? Is, what is the standard to get listed oh, on Coinbase? Oh. Is there one? I don't know. But all OG, all OG, Ether OGs. Is that what that, that, I mean, I they're they're all it's all VC it's all VCs um, XVC guys from like digital currency yeah. group and uh, basically coin it's all it's all friends it's basically a, fr- a friends to get rich shit. and then like Dude, the other I hate that shit yeah 
and the other and the other side too is uh the the main uh, digital security um, what's called the digital security head for um, uh, ether left ether to join up for this project for this NordVPN essentially. Yeah, wow. But, yeah, but it's but here's the crazy shit about it. It's it's on Coinbase. It's only on one exchange. The total market cap seventeen million on fucking Coinbase. So when this bull market starts, this coin is uh-huh. probably gonna fucking skyrocket. Insane. Yeah, that's why I bought. I mean, I'm buying something. Just like who cares? A couple hundred bucks. Yeah, sure. it, I just I did I I did the quick math on it. You know, it's like a, it's almost like a forty five x. I had a billion dollar market yeah. cap. Mm-hmm. But you say you you you, you have like, you hundred percent understand how the market works. It's it's just all based on sentiment and just sentiment and stuff and and hype. Yeah, you know, because because I I call I call it the Coinbase strategy, where like everyone's going to get funneled into Coin. Because originally you just buy Bitcoin, but now you you can. This is kind of a negative to Bitcoin, but like anyway, but like you, you go on Coinbase. What's on Coinbase? Okay, I buy my Bitcoin, I buy my Ethereum, and then okay, the price has gone higher. Where do I put my money mm-hmm. now? Because I want to multiply my money. And then I look at basic attention token. You look at um, what's called zero X. You look at um, there's Orchid, mm. or and then I look I look at the total supply for Orchid and everything. It's there's only like 500 million coins, but there's 1.5 billion locked up on that on that project. But some of these other ones like basic attention token and like zero X, most of the supply is already online, yeah. and so th- these can easily get to a dollar and two, three, four, five, six dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Augur, Augur, nobody uses Augur, but it's fucking it's like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like how? You know what I mean? It's just it's basically they, they're just buying their own coin up in order in order to restrict supply so the price doesn't get low enough. And then during the bull market, then everyone believes all the hype about it. Like this is why you're not hearing like the projects have so much good news, but they're like we, we'd be stupid to release all the good news right now because we're not in the full hype yeah. cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want to say all the pro- we don't want to say all the partnerships and stuff. You know, like imagine the central one said Gucci, Gucci's gonna Gucci's. We just did a partnership with Gucci. We're gonna have Gucci flip flops for our avatars, one out of a hundred. That could work. That'd be really funny. I, I for sure I buy some Gucci flip flops for my avatar. Yeah. No, but I would. Shit, I would light the Central Land on fire. You say Gucci and the T's yeah. together. That's it. Central is going down. Fuck, bro. I mean, th- there might be this entire like section if you if you become a guy that can create items that like on that level, you yeah. know, where like you have blinged out stuff where you can, dude. You can make a fortune, dude. Even just like you would just go to all these brands and say, hey. Um, you pay me this and this and this. You make there's only a limited amount. There's no way for it to be. Um, you can't make duplicates. Um, you know, Decentraland is backing us on this. Yeah, let's do this. And then it's all profit. I mean, literally, it's probably what like ninety five percent profit, five percent to pay the developer a little bit, and then some licensing fees, and that's yeah. it. And it's all money. Yeah, for, for these brands, and then that's what's going to get the fashion brand, like the skin, the skins, the NFT skins and stuff, and all that other stuff. It's going to be insane. It's probably the most profitable part of a decentralized outside of the land. But after that, it of course games and everything like that. But um, it it's there's so much art. The art side's crazy, you know. Like an artist, like w- one of the other people that are going to be very rich in the game eventually is like if people start buying these one, you know, one out of ten or one out of five art pieces. And you rent out, like, let's just say we're in a club and you can rent out the wall mm-hmm. and just put my, your art everywhere. Even if you're not even good at art, art at all, I can just make all these, like, like uh, blockchain is cool, one out of 100. And I put it in every single place in the world in the central, sure. and eventually I become famous. Sure. I become the artist. Yeah. And, and then I just there's, there's a lot of artists trying to do that right now, but they're, it's it's like, a, like, GIF art. And there's, man, like, art in Decentraland is actually pretty big, like. They yeah, have, they have yeah. a lot. It's, and it's going to be bigger. 
and, and they have a huge yeah. audience too. Yeah. What well, one of the one of the things I could recommend to you if you're trying to get Chinese buyers is just put eight eight eight. Use the number eight. Eight's like such a lucky number. It's it's everywhere in casinos. Really? <laughs> yeah. So if you were to make like an art piece, this is one of eight hundred and eighty-eight. Yeah. 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 Bro, that, that, that right that on the token eight hundred eighty-eight thousand. Yeah, it's it's a Chinese number. For, it's a the, the number. It's lucky. It's a lucky Chinese yeah. number. Never hear that. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that is, Putting you guys on, man. That is That's why we need a, that, these podcasts are good, man. You get your ideas flowing and brains building and shit, and then like, yeah, you end up making all these connections. You guys could end up making a game and making a casino with like Funfair, who for all you know, you know, and the Decentraland's cool with it right there. Yeah. In the money, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Yeah. So, oh. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, we're we're deep into the central land. We're like barely getting started, and like we already have like a, a, a low bandwidth because of all the stuff that we need to do. But once we get this mm-hmm. whole thing automated, because the the way that we approached it is we we built the MVP, the minimum viable product, and we're like, yeah. okay, so so this is what we think is going to sell, and so let's go test it out. So the beta. We had people play. Uh, we got some feedback, but then once it launched, like it actually made money, and uh, we we're like, okay, now we gotta automate everything. Now that when you go buy a, a meta, it gets automatically deployed with a smart contract, so you don't have to trust us or anything. You just like buy it on MetaZone.io, and then all of a sudden you see it on your land, and that's that's sort of the goal. Uh, but on top of that, like in the individual metas that people submit, like for example, this one guy created this this meta called an Omniboard. And it's, just an, adver- it's okay. just an advertising platform. And what it is, it, it looks like this gigantic exclamation point where the top part, it kind of like rotates. And uh, so you can, you, can, um, you can have people pay to post their ads on there. And the idea is, mm, yeah, because it. we have it connected to a backend system. Uh, and eventually it's going to be a smart contract. But once it's like sort of out- automated, They'll be able to submit their ads, pay for the ads, and then select how many of these exclamation points throughout the land. And then they pay for that, it, and they pay for the amount of time. And it's all like, you know, via these smart contracts. And so the, the whole point now is our focus is really to create these smart contracts and have the whole thing sort of automated so that we start focusing on like either making new games improving like the interface or bringing in the new creators as well because that's the point is that we want to bring creators players and then the landowners together together so we can create that that ecosystem because now that decentraland is focused on the 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 dao the decentralized autonomous organization then the yeah. community is is the one who decides what happens to the decentraland right it's no longer a single source you know decision making process anymore and so it's it's really up to us. So if if decentraland just goes under, turns to dust, yeah. essentially digital dust. But it you know we we just have to be careful how we vote to release land. I, th- I think we should wait as much as we can before releasing more. Oh, land. Oh, for sure, oh, definitely. I, oh, I think so, more so, land so. is bad because right now there's sort of an abundance of land. Yeah. Sort of, uh, there's not enough yeah. content. Right, you go into decentraland right now. And there's nothing to do, right? Other than those 48 chests and then p- potentially the block runner, and that's it. Like block runner games. Yeah. There's a few other games that are pretty cool too. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, sustainable. Uh, I, well, to get people to coming back every single day. No, we're not nowhere near yeah, close to that yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
we'll, we'll we'll have a little discussion off offline and stuff about maybe a, like a good spot to yeah, buy some land and stuff because like yeah because I I want to put um this you know this block runner game somewhere where we're gonna get the Hell most yeah. traffic Hell and yeah. stuff so we'll 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 look at we'll talk we'll talk off you know offline about where to put something down and then from there we'll just blast yeah, it out for everybody to see. That sounds good. Fuck yeah, man! So, yeah, we... <laughs> I like. Go ahead. No, I said yeah. Just well, what we got to do is on the game is that we got to work out on the lag and stuff and everything. I know Maddie recommended maybe just turning the settings down oh, a little sure. bit to help out or changing worlds. Yeah, yeah. So the the determining factor for lag is really your settings on your computer. Uh, I guess even even your the speed of your computer as well. But uh, but on top of that, it's really the the server that you select because the servers they're run by like random institutions to people and uh so you you could be on a server that's like shit here uh but then you you find a server that's like you know backed by you know an organization then it's like reliable it's it's uh you know a lot less lag so it, it's right now it's yeah. hit or miss but they're working on automating and, and making sure making sure that you're kind of like funneled into the correct server Got it. Okay, I'll play around with the settings. Yeah, it's just uh, I'm probably gonna have to play Decentraline probably on an actual yeah. desktop, not yeah, a laptop. For sure. Yeah, because I I played it on my laptop and I was like, yeah. wow, this is pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks beautiful though. I mean, but it was like, whoa. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, all, we have laptops. Or mine's like almost seven years old and it's like chugging along, but uh, eventually I'll we'll upgrade. Yeah, I'm a shit. Hell yeah, man! All this recurring shit, income, man. dude. Fuck yeah. What so? What do you? What are your plans once you sell out? Because basically, what you guys did is you guys did like a lean startup, right. essentially the smart way. You might you made a viable the the the, the simplest viable product you guys okay. could create, streamlined it, made it. Um, you guys are trying to get it out there. You're selling it, and then what happened at, at that point of your of your roadmap? Like, what are you going to do once you sell out of your twenty your your initial twenty five? Those originals, the OG well, those, product. Uh, the the initial twenty five. I think it's from there is just creating new experiences. That's that's really it. and Got mainly it. really what we want to do is not necessarily just make more games. We want to just encourage creators from like artists to like developers to come on board and just develop stuff because part of you know one thing that we didn't really talk about in uh, with MetaZone is. Part of it is it, it's extremely easy for the landowner to deploy something because without MetaZone, the would have to learn a little bit of code and modify the code to deploy stuff on their land, and that's not really sustainable. And so, but with, with yeah. MetaZone, you just have to uh, fill in a couple of uh, fields in in like this um, sort of like this application, if you will, and uh, yeah, parameters. parameters. You, yeah, you yeah. fill it out and uh, and then all of a sudden you ma- you make the purchase, you buy a meta, and all of a sudden it's on your land. And so it's really easy. Got it. Uh, but without MetaZone, like, it's extremely difficult for any creator to sell anything. You have to, like, talk one-on-one <laughs> with a person. And then you have – and then on top of that, let's say let's say without MetaZone, Moses, I, I sell you this, like, cool house that I made. I would have to okay. – I would have to send you the code to the house. So, like, you would have to take the code – and then upload it to your to your uh, uh, land, land um, files, and and then you 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 could make copies of that house and buy more land and deploy copies of that house, and so that's not really sustainable oh. for myself as a creator to do that. So, but yeah. with MetaZone, we create the NFTs and it's locked down to those you know ten, twenty, hundred NFTs that you decide uh, how scarce you want that house to be. 
And so, so it's a little bit more, it's a platform, a marketplace where it's, we feel like it makes it easier for everybody. You guys are essentially like a, a modular construction company yeah, there you go. to order, to, to order sort of in a way. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. So how'd you guys end up figuring out how to do all this? Did you guys just read on the website and then you guys just do well, tutorials? Uh, that's a good question because what, what happened was we stumbled upon Decentraland and we love the concept, right? Uh, we love the concept. And then my brother um, listened to our podcast talking about it. And yeah. so uh, my brother, he's uh, he's been a developer since he was like 12, 13 years old making video games. And, and oh, he cool. was he used to make a bunch of 2D games for the Android market. And one of them got like a million downloads or something. And so he's he's yeah. always like his background is like making games. And so now he runs a, a business that does something else. It's like a it's uh it's called uh member life it's focused on like uh it's a it's a ba- it's a software for like studios and like to 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 manage members but once he heard our podcast talking about this decentralized world and and uh, you own the land like he, he got into the software development kit the sek and he started just building stuff and we came up with this idea of just jumping blocks and and then we added the the, the idea of a, a pool or a pot at, at, on top of it and then it just kind of like snowballed there like we didn't necessarily plan this out we just started playing with it and you know yeah. all of a sudden we, we came up with metazone because he knew it was too difficult for anybody to deploy anything so it was like well i'll just make an app that makes it easier to deploy and then and then it, it evolved into like well now creators can submit their their creations into the app and now anybody can buy those creations and so it just it just snowballed so, so he made Metazone or Metazone was already there? No, he made Metazone. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Hope he trademarked that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bitch, dude. Trademarks and stuff are, are it's such a it's such a fucking stupid ass expensive it, process. It is. It's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, I've got my part one of my partners from other uh, one of our other businesses and stuff, he's like still like forty thousand dollars in the Damn. hole for two patents. Mm-hmm. And still, like he gets like nine or eight hundred dollar fucking um bills. monthly lawyer yeah. bills just for bills, yeah, you know, just for a, just for a couple hour consultation. It's fucking, it's ridiculous. But like, but if you want your 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 um, your patent to uh, to be like from Europe to well from Europe to the United States, essentially any uh, in the English speaking world, you're fine. I mean, China, Africa, good luck. You know, they're gonna steal. Yeah, shit, for sure, but, for sure. Yeah, but but at least in the English speaking world, yeah, that's how much it probably cost. I mean. One, I mean, twenty five thousand dollars is probably what you need, but for it just maybe just to work in the U.S., it's probably maybe like ten grand, eight yeah, grand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I actually uh, owned yeah. a patent for my previous business, and uh, it was a pain in the ass. It took like six years for it to be issued, and uh, it, it was so much money, and it, it's extremely, and it, and it continues to drain the pocket. Like it's, I don't know, it's yeah. a good idea for like startups to to do uh, patents. But uh, but it's to me, I, I don't think I would ever do a patent again. It's just not not worth it, really. Yeah, I mean, it drained. I mean, he it put a big financial strain on him, you know, but uh, he managed to get himself out of that. But it, yeah, it's he's probably with the patent and everything else. He's oh, he's made some money. But I mean, it, it took it took years, yeah. you know, it took, yeah. His product's been on the market. He has like a solar pump, essentially, oh, that kills mosquitoes. So you, you put so it's uh, he has a solar powered uh basically water trough cleaner that like you put it into horse in a, into horse water or, um, or a, what do you call it? A, like, like a cow yeah. trough. 
and it, the water stays really clean. There's no mosquitoes in it. And then the, the cattle end up drinking about 15% more water and they end up getting 15% water weight, which when you go sell that cow, he, the, you've just essentially made them 15 to 20% more valuable because of the weight. Mm. So they drink more water because the water's clean, but it's hard. But it, but it, it, the re, uh, the reason a lot of people are deploying it is because um, uh, it's it they, like you're saving them a shit ton of money because it, it, after a couple of days the water starts turning green because they have all these like basically microbes and stuff from all the food and feces and stuff and everything, and then the water turns disgusting. But so this keeps mosquitoes out and keeps it nice and clean. Nice. And then he also, you know, the guy, uh, what's his name? Um, you ever seen Joe Rogan's yeah. podcast? That guy, the guy with the mushroom. The mushroom. The like, the, there's like a mushroom guy, like Paul Stanitz. He's he worked with somebody on his lab or something about a, a uh, basically a mushroom trap, and um, basically they they also apply in a mushroom trap that ends up killing like still water. So you're able to put this this pump inside of a, a pond and kill all the mosquitoes in the area nice. essentially. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is that mosquitoes love still water and they, they put all their eggs on the water, right? And, and then this, what basically what it does is it cycles the water and, the, and it drowns the eggs and um, the next generation isn't mm-hmm. born because all the eggs mm-hmm. die. So the mosquitoes are still there and then a couple of days later, almost all of them are gone. There's that a gigantic area of mosquitoes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, he was trying to. I think he was trying to. Yeah, I know we're way, way off topic, but you know, he was just trying to get it over there with you know Bill Gates Foundation and stuff to try to get that, um, you know, yeah, in for, Africa and yeah, stuff. For, but it's that's a tough process. Country, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, we really appreciate you, um, you know, having us on. How did you hear about us, and like, how did you like first see us or know about us? I was researching Decentraland. I mean, um, I, so yeah, I just I researched the Central Land, and then I started searching YouTube because, like, uh, usually there's a cu- there's a couple in, uh, niche like niche like like basically YouTube channels about each project essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I found I found Maddie, and then I think I may have seen like a comment of you guys yeah. on one of his old videos or something, and then I clicked through that and I found you guys, and then also just through uh, the searching around, I ended up seeing one of your one of your things because you guys look some of the most professional. You guys made some of the most professional videos, okay. and I th- and that's kind of what I saw like a pattern recognition of like Maddie's doing all these videos because he was like doing it at a point when like nobody was paying attention to the decentral. Yeah. So I knew this guy really knew his yeah, shit. For sure. And then I saw I saw the same thing with you guys. I was like, "What the hell, you guys? These guys are making like hour long videos and stuff, 20, 30, 40 minute long videos with like two, three guys. That's not easy to yeah, do." It's true, man. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 hard enough to do it with one person by your fucking hell self. Yeah, dude. Can you imagine three three dudes in a room on laptops doing all this yeah. shit? It's fuck that that takes so much fucking time. So I was like, "These guys are serious." Yeah. And then I followed you guys, and then I you know you know and also history you know short history. That's like that, a testament know. to how like serious and passionate we are about essential yeah. because. I mean, we started this podcast before we got into essential and we could have, I think like the, the, the smart business move would be to be like, you know, fellow moon boys and talking about <laughs> speculation and yeah. know, talking about prices here and there, because that's what people are searching for. The majority of people in the mm-hmm. crypto space, you know, and then those guys, they have yeah. a huge following, they get tons of sponsors, et cetera, et cetera. We're kind of like, we're doing our own thing. Yeah, now. we're doing our own you thing. You know, like we, we kind of like erase those dreams. Like, dude, we're, we're trying to chase these spawn. Like, fuck all that, dude. We're, we're just doing <laughs> what we, we feel like we need, what we should be doing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, you guys are playing the long game. Yeah. yeah just, it, ultimately, like, we see a, a big, uh, like, future for Decentraland. Yeah. Just like in 2010, I mean, when people saw Bitcoin, they probably 
blew it off, like for the most part. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so, I mean, if we take advantage now that Decentraline is still really early and everybody's complaining, it's like, you know, what do they say? Buy, buy the uh, the news or sell the, uh, sell buy the, the rumor. Sell the news. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> buy the rumor, sell the news. Yeah. And so right now everybody's complaining in Decentraland. So what do we do? We just build stuff on Decentraland mm-hmm. and see what happens. Yeah. Buy it up, man. You think you think mana? Just a quick mana price. Do you think mana is gonna hit oh, four hell, cents or no? Dude, it's no, it's not gonna. No, not, not four cents. I, I mean, think it's gonna go like. It can why? Why couldn't it hit well, four it, cents? It could, but yeah. to me, like, I'm more interested like when it hits like twenty five cents and it goes past. Well, it. yeah. At some point, like all these altcoins are just gonna have like a ginormous yeah. rush into them. Seen right? Doesn't yeah, matter. for sure. Like, like in 2017, one of the big revelations I had, dude, I was trying so hard for like eight, nine months straight doing all this research on, you know, projects and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I got to find the, the perfect one. But little did I know, like nine months, if I just like stuck my coin in anything <laughs> nine months before, like I would have had basically the same return. Yeah. I didn't have to spend all yeah. that time like, like researching, just to stick your money in something and stop trying to trade. You know, that, that was the biggest killer to my personal account, you know, yeah. trying to yeah it's just the most important thing is like um i tell like some of my friends and stuff that have gone into crypto is once this thing is re i mean once you've gone a 10x if you really have gone 10 times on your money take some money out or at least take 10 percent out get get all your initial investment out maybe maybe an extra 10 percent, and then you know like take some profits here and there you know because people don't take any profits all the time and they're holding bags and stuff and that happened to a lot of people they held litecoin from like 300 bucks all the way down to 20 that fucking hodl and sold memes, and, and sold hodl meme is right. a killer dude everyone was saying yeah. that like hodl for dear life I mean, <laughs> yeah because we were trying to hold the price up but not nah, but we, yeah. we but most people didn't have enough coins to do that you know if we were whales and we were holding we weren't selling you know if i if what mana mana what has a million a billion coins right uh, if I had if I had if I had control of a hundred million mana and I didn't sell, I probably could keep the price up true. or something, true. you know, right? If I control that much of the supply, but I mean, most people, you know, they they probably got ten thousand mana, maybe yeah. five thousand mana, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're excited, you but know, uh, you know, we're we're happy to have you on and like join the team too, because like the bigger that we are, I think the more that we control like Decentraland and like our own fate. Yeah. For sure, man. You got you got a you got a partner right here, man. Don't don't even trip. I'll help you guys out, and I'll I'll see what we can do together, man. I want to expand this out because this is a great idea, and then um, I'd love to know what some of the next games you guys are going to create or, or mazes or, or whatever you guys end up creating. Yeah, we're already sure. like speculating amongst ourselves some kind of like tower defense experience. Yeah, you know. Oh my god! Because yeah, like Oscar, our, our developer, he's made it like. Those in the past, yeah. I think those, those were his, the past, yeah. his most successful games. I think exactly. So like, exactly. why the fuck wouldn't we do that? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do do what you guys are strength. Do a tower defense, and then look. If you guys ever played World of Warcraft? Oh, fuck yeah, dude! I played that for yeah, like I'm ten right years. Here. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> what you you played World of Warcraft? Well, not anymore. But yeah, I used to, I, dude. I was hooked on that yeah. game from like from vanilla. I played vanilla all the way up. I played Burning Crusade, Crusade and Wrath of the Lich King. What's it called? Catholicism? Catholicism. Catholicism, yes. The Pope. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, what were you going to say? Or what about WoW? Oh, uh, well, in um, in Wrath of the Lich King, in, uh, in, um, in one of the raids, they have this thing where you're, you're in vehicles, 
and you're battling against each other. If you can make some sort of a game yeah. where you have teams fighting against each other, Jesus, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, no, for sure. Jesus Christ. The, the problem is Jesus Christ. We had to design our current games around like around non- the limitations of this, yeah, right. which is like a shared yeah. experience yeah. mostly. But it's going to change. Yeah. They're going to work on that. So that's very possible, actually. Dude, that, that's like right up our alley. Man. Yeah. We can't yeah. wait. In, in, all they need is to make instances. Like what you do yeah. is you join. Uh, you're you're in the game and you join in a, a different server inside the game. Yeah, yeah. that's Very it. Possible. And then with that game, all all you would need is a person to host the bandwidth or something to help. Or or it's kind of like you you do eighty percent of the processing and then everyone's computer does the other twenty. Mm. And then you're able to you know to help out people with like lag and stuff. And then you're able to do these crazy things in game. And then everyone's just like like the central land, the lands end up becoming sort of like the uh, the waiting area and the like the like it's sort of like in World of Warcraft where you go back to the main town to for the trading and stuff and you're like just decked out in gear. And then the instances is where everyone spends their money and time to try to get cool shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, that, that's ca- that's pretty much exactly how like I envision like a further down the road Decentraland to look like, where we're each we're calling them instances or dungeons. Like each dungeon is basically an individual team that created their own meta, essentially. So yeah. instead of like Blizzard Corp making all these individual dungeon experiences for their players, it's going to be the responsibility is on the community essentially to create like a similar like awesome dungeon experience, like similar to WoW, right? Yeah, I mean, we're we're basically always copying what we've done in the past, but yeah, we're just adding right. on to we're adding on to it. But the coolest thing is here is we have to merge everything together. Minecraft world, we get fucking right. Warcraft world, we get every all these worlds. I mean, basically, we're making Ready Player One. Okay. Yeah, essentially. that's right. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that's what eventually once this thing gets enough steam and everything, and this this could honestly be Ready Player One in fifteen years, twenty it years. It could really be. I, I totally agree with that. And, it, and let's keep in mind, Decentraland's not like a sole platform. There's tons of other metaverses like in development that are being launched. Yeah. We just interviewed the CEO of the Sandbox. Like, it's basically Decentraland Minecraft yeah. or Roblox. You That's know. Right. So really, oh yeah, shit. Yeah, we'll put that out here pretty soon. But yeah, there's a lot of promising in the whole space of metaverses. You know, it's not just going to be Decentraland. You know, at some point they're all going to be interoperable. So if if you're earning you know, in-game items in Decentraland, they can still translate to other metaverses. You know, it's going to be great. It's going to be this one giant ecosystem of like a second virtual reality, essentially, for whoever wants to participate. I, I believe eventually all these worlds are just going to merge yeah. anyway, just out of pro- probably just to keep to stay alive because there's going to be one great starvation, essentially, I think. And these projects are going to like Decentraland, whatever, Neoland or all these lands are probably going to go like, hey, we need a merge together to survive a crisis and if they all survive then it becomes like a mega game after that because you've just basically had to do a polymerization of all these platforms together to fuse the fucking uh, the player bases together in order to survive a huge recession like a crash eventually i think that's which you know organically actually yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking negatively, but this is, I mean, this is one way I because there's going to be some, some like platforms that are, that are like, no, we're, we're not ever going to join Decentraland. We're never going to join over here with these, these guys. Yeah. And then eventually through necessity, they're going to do it. Well, just imagine like you're in a parcel in Decentraland and like it's a portal to another parcel in the sandbox because in the sandbox, you have like isolated experiences within the, your own parcel. So you can't explore mm-hmm. the world like you can in Decentraland, but you can have a different kind of experience. And it's all via a portal from Decentraland. Mm. So possible. It, it's possible. Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, yeah. like I said, we're like in 2014 Ethereum phase, meaning who the fuck knows what's going to be exactly. five years from now, you know? 
but it's exciting dude. dude like yeah just just I'm, I'm hella excited right now like i'm just gonna be i'm just looking at i'm just looking at lanes right now yeah. <laughs> that's part of the fun too you know so yeah, yeah let's talk offline and uh you know let's figure out how we can like you know get this thing deployed on you know something something that you find in decentraland and we'll take it from there all right. Hey, well, this has uh, been like Quinn Moses with Dollar Cost Crypto. Um, where would be the best place to reach you guys? Would it be on Twitter? Would it be on uh, on your YouTube page? So, yeah. Like, YouTube, plug yourself. YouTube and Twitter. So, at the Block Runner, you will find our podcast. And uh, if you really want to, like, keep up with the conversation, join our Discord. It's really, like, literally on fire every single day. And we're, like, you know, talking to all these, um, you know, landowners deploying stuff all the time. So, yeah, we're actually witnessing like some serious interest in like uh, all of our metas and stuff more than we were anticipating like this early yeah but uh and just people asking questions right they want to understand the platform more and yeah i've i've me personally i spent hours with just one person just exactly answering questions and i, I i'm totally yeah. willing to do that as long as you're asking you know, yeah yeah same it's here totally, it's, it's fine yeah like, I, I love talking to people about this stuff so yeah, yeah we really I, appreciate I, yeah. it man no thank you so much and then uh yeah Thank you. Please ch- go check out Blockwenders and uh, this is Dollar Cost Crypto. Thank you. Bye. Great. Bye bye. All right, man. Later.